what is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Marshall, live, and I am live, and I am relaunching my podcast, The Marshall Gillen Show. A whole new season is coming out. I am back. I've got badass, brand new interviews for you guys streaming live here on IG every day, but you guys can find the nice curated and packaged episodes on any podcast platform. So I'm stoked. So if you guys are following me here on uh, Instagram, or if you're not following me on Instagram, uh, you most definitely should be because I'm going to be using this platform a lot to host interactive interviews that I'm later going to use as recorded podcasts. But the cool thing about being here with me on Instagram is that you can interact with all of my live guests all the time, every day that we have them. So make sure you're following us, okay? And today I'm super excited. Jenny, what's up, girl? Yes, we got it! Woo! So, so the people will not know by how seamless that transition was. They're like, oh, here's a video. But they don't know that what really happened was like, we were trying to do that for like 10 minutes, just like 30 seconds ago. Right. It's fine. Nothing to see here. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's um. It's uh. That always reminds me of the part where Clark Griswold in uh, Family Vacation is like at the very end of the movie and he's sipping the eggnog. Yeah. And he's like, it's good. It's good. Ooh, it's good. Right. It's good. <laughs> right before he loses his shit. Um. Yeah. It's always. It's always cool. I always like when those moments happen. For for example, for those of you guys who are just tuning in, uh, we are having difficulty connecting mostly my fault but we were having difficulty connecting and so we finally got on and i said jenny we're going to delete this and we're going to start and make it look all, all official but just know that like whatever point you are in launching your business your brand your life your new health journey like whatever point that you're on i got news for you like if you're worried that you're going to fail i promise you you're going to so just roll with the punches and have fun with right. it I love it. So I'm yeah. excited to have you on. I, I was telling people, and I'll get into a whole backstory here in a little bit. But yeah. I was, I was excited to have you on because I was saying earlier that you are like one of the most upbeat, positive, joyous people that I know. And I've met you in person. So I know it's not like, it's not a bullshit act. Like even at 10 o'clock at night when we've been like doing things all day, as right. a big massive group, like you're still like, hey, Jenny's here. Yeah. And so I thought it was interesting today when I asked you, I said, you know, what's on your heart? I said, what's, uh, what's on your heart to share? And you said something I wasn't expecting. And yeah. you said, um, maybe we should talk about the weird energy that everybody's feeling lately. Yeah. And I was like, damn, you know what? That's true. I kind of, I, people have been feeling this weird kind of energy. And so what, what, what did you mean? Like, wh where are you coming from when you say that? Like, what are you seeing and experiencing in your reality? Sure. So I feel like just me personally yeah. is, you know, just like you're saying, like, I'm upbeat. I love life. I live in a state of joy about 99.9% .9 uh -huh. of the time. And yet, probably since the full moon in the energy after the full moon, it's been pretty intense. And I feel like a lot of people feel like they might be going crazy or the depression might be kicking in. Or, you know, everybody's just trying to emerge after, you know, pandemic and mask mandates and whatever else is going on. And I feel like there's just a lot of weird energy that's kind of swirling around. And if people are feeling a little bit lost, it's okay. That it's, it really is. And it might not even be your energy. And I feel yeah. like I just want to share that because a lot of people, I just got off a phone call with a friend and she said, you know, I just, I feel like I have this this heaviness on me. And I said, mm. is it yours? You know, and she's like, Oh, gosh, I don't, I don't even think it is. And so I think a lot of times, you know, 
you know, even if you just walk outside, somebody's energy could be there or in your house, you know, it's the energy can stay there and you might just be walking through it and pick it up like a magnet and not even know it. Right. So let me ask you this. That's very, it's interesting because I'm relating to what you're saying. Okay. But Marshall from three years ago or or even Marshall probably two years ago uh, would have been tuned out. I don't know. Energy like, like, so, so for people that are like that, skeptics like that, I know it's not never our job to convince anybody, but like, do you have you always been in tune first the first part of the question i want to ask you is have you always been in tune to energy or was there a time in your life when you remember being resistant to the idea of it uh, in general oh no i've always been in tune to energy even when i was little little i can remember asking my mom questions and she had no idea my mom wasn't um my mom's like a super hard worker manufacturing life like like nose to the grindstone, you know, workaholic. And I'm not saying that workaholics can't be spiritual. I'm just saying just it's straight lace, right? On the straight and narrow, going to work hard. And I can remember being about six years old and saying to her, uh, you know, I'm looking in the mirror and it's not me in the mirror because I know that this is just a vehicle for my soul. That's what I'm you telling, as a child. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm telling her when I'm six. I say, look, this isn't what I look like on my inside. And she's like, I don't even know what you're saying right now. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And so I kept telling her, like, no, my insides don't look like this. And she's like, well, no, because they're your insides. And so it was just a total disconnect in communication. Wow. And I can remember looking in a mirror when I was six and saying, it's not me in the mirror, I'm actually inside the mirror looking at me. And she's like, I have no idea. What, what are you even saying right now? And so she would have me call my grandma. She'd say, Hey, go talk to your grandma about this. And, um, my grandma was pretty spiritual, but didn't advertise it. So we would have spiritual conversations, but she, we, it's not that we had a name for that. Right. You know, I just would ask questions. do, Do you specifically remember having that conversation? Like, so when you said to your mom, oh, like, this is not what I look like on the inside. Do you remember having that, that type of conversation with your grandmother? And, and what did she say if you do? Oh, yeah. So she's like, you're right. That's not what you look like. This is just your vehicle. And, um, you know, we're all energy. We're made from the stardust. And she'd start talking like she would speak right to my soul. And I was like, yes, that's yes. what I'm talking about. So, and, so your reality was literally the foundation that you were built on is like to stay in that playful, that playful uh, uh, present moment of like being a child, like, cause that's very much that playfulness that you have as even as an adult. Right. So it's like, it just kind of like that, that, that programming of how people show up in life and how they tackle. So yeah. growing up then as a little girl, you know, how, how long did you get to have with your grandmother? Uh, well, we kind of, uh, we had some challenges when I got older. So, um, my grandma really stuck to her beliefs, right? Like she was dead set on those beliefs. And if you went against it, then it's like you went against her whole core. And so I challenged some of her beliefs as I got older. Um, especially when I had my daughter and then there were some, some challenges after that on the way that I was raising my daughter, my grandma believed that, you know, kids needed to be slapped. And I felt like I knew my daughter and I needed to just tell her what the expectation was. And so we had a disagreement there. We weren't as close a little bit later. And then um, she passed away, I believe, eight eight years ago. So, wow. Wow. So, 
So it's like, let me ask you that then, because I, I the, the reason it's interesting for me to have these conversations, and I, you know how much I love you, and I appreciate yeah. you opening up and sharing with us, girl. Like you're always such oh, an yeah. open book, and I appreciate you being the teacher, you know, in that in that regard. But it's like when I hear that, I go, okay. So I, I bet a lot of people feel like this because we've been following each other on social media. We we for, first met in person at my retreat here in Montana, yeah. And when we got to talk, and a lot of us were having like these types of conversations, we went even a lot deeper on a lot of other things. And we all agreed in that moment, like, wow, it, it almost felt like a breath of fresh air because it's yeah. like, these are the things that we think about. We kind of, we, we, not necessarily we want to talk about that, we, but we just kind of need to talk about, we'd like to talk right. about, we want to talk about, but we never feel safe enough to have those conversations. And so yeah. my question to you is, is it, it's interesting to hear all this because in a roundabout way, the details are different for a lot of people, but I bet there's other people listening to this podcast, or this show right now who have experienced where like, they, they wanted to be and feel something, but they were, there was an influence to uh, like, oh, you can't do that. And then sure. they, they retract. And then it's yeah. almost like they never talk about that again, because as a child, they remember it being a bad point. So sure. the second part of the question was, okay, well, do you, were you always like this? And you're like, yeah, I've always had this energy. So the second part being, was there any time that you felt like you had to hide that part of yourself to fit in or to try to make money or to do this job? Or have you always just been letting your spirituality flag fly? I would say it's a little bit of both. So um, the first question is, I just would be my authentic self, right? And I would track the tribe that would come to me. Now, even though I worked in a corporate environment and I was also a workaholic, I would attract those people that it's funny because if they're you know, we would have conversations and they're like, I'm not spiritual. And it's funny. Cause I thought we wouldn't be friends if you weren't spiritual, but right, I don't push right, that. Right, so right. I just say, Oh, okay. That's interesting. So, you so knew. yeah, because it was an energetic knowing. Right. right. So going to the second question, I, I wanted to let my little spiritual freak flag fly all the time. And yet when I was in the corporate world, right. I tried to conform. And then what would happen is I would literally short circuit about every two years. I would have a meltdown because it was confining. I was in a box. I was in a cubicle, literally. And I was still doing stuff that I was on my own. You know, I come in with colored hair. I dress up in a penguin costume on Penguin Awareness Day. You know what I mean? Like just being I, silly. Right. And but it was still a corporate world, right? So right. I knew it wasn't, what I was contributing wasn't for the greater good. Yeah. And so I was making everybody else a lot of money. Right. And I, I was making really good money and, but it didn't, it didn't still sit well with my core. Right. So also um, there was another time, you know, even just growing up, I can remember feeling not connected in a soul sense to my family. Right. And I remember going to, uh, it was probably a spiritual fair or a, a counselor and had mentioned, I don't feel spiritually connected to my family. And so after some questions, we figured out that I had actually jumped into this family from a past, like after a past life, when right. I had passed away, I just jumped into a family real quick. And cause I was in a hurry to get here. Right. right? And so I thought, that I totally resonated with that. So my right. whole concept of my family unit changed the minute that lady told me that because it allowed me to realize 
true or not, it didn't, it doesn't matter. But right. I feel like it sat with me and it explained why I didn't feel connected. Now, I knew my mom birthed me, but I felt adopted in a sense. And growing with my family, I now realize I'm here to help them grow and teach them. So I can tell you the more I have shifted, the more my family has shifted and the right. conversations that we have have shifted right. and just so much growth. And I'm just so like my mom and I are best friends. My daughter and I are best friends. Yeah. My sister and I have a great relationship. My brother and I are best friends. I mean, yeah. it's amazing. It's interesting though, because um, yeah, it, I believe that. And that's a congratulations because I've, yeah. I've had an opportunity to, you know, rebond with a lot of my family as well. And I know how, how special that is. But you're like, oh, I shifted and then yada, 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 yada shifted. And it's like, it's interesting from a spirituality standpoint and from an energetic standpoint, that's literally what we're always talking about, isn't it? Like, hey, like there's really nothing that exists outside of you. And if you can become the best you, right. watch how the universe will re respond to you, watch yeah. how it'll react. And yeah. it's interesting, like whatever it is that you believe, but it's like, wow, you know, because I know there's something, I want to ask you a specific question for here in one second, yeah. but it's like, it's so interesting because it's, we hear this as a society, oh, thoughts become things. Oh, we live in an energetic universe. And usually what most normal people will do is they'll hear that. And even if it sparks a little bit of like curiosity in them, it's yeah. always like, oh, I, I, that may be true. And I'll come back to that, but I got to focus on this right now because I got to pay my bills. I got to get feed my kids. I got to, there's this project I got to get done. I got to do this thing. I got to do, do, I got to do, man, I got to yeah. do this thing. And so I know a lot of people stay trapped in that. And I, and you and I know right now at this point that it's literally, it's an energetic way of being. I always yes. tell people, I'm like, your feelings are, are vibrations and, and energy exists in a wave state that is infinite potential. And so those infinite potentials, those, 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 those waves are just frequencies. Yes. And so when we can tune our feelings or the vibration to the frequency we want, we live into the reality we want. You and I know that right now. Yeah. I want to take a time out and I want to put energy and all that talk over here for one second sure. because yeah. you said that you were in corporate America. Now there's yeah. a lot of people that may be listening to this who, whether they're in corporate America or not, they're having some of these feelings we're talking about, sure. but they do work in a job and they yeah. do want to be able to repair the relationships with their family and they want to have these major shifts, but like they're stuck in this, this cycle, this rut that they can't get out of. And so right. first and foremost, you know, take me back to, take me back to when you finally made the leap to, to leave your job? Like, sure. what was that like? How long were you deciding before you actually did it? Like, what did it, what did it come down to? Like, how did that work? Cause I know a lot of people would be interested to hear because maybe they want to be able to, to be able to replicate something like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I was in corporate America. I worked for a circuit board company for about 18 years and worked my way up. So I started on the manufacturing floor, went to human resources, <laughs> which is kind of funny because me and human resources, you and right? Human resources makes me fucking laugh. <laughs> Not only that. So wow. as every sentence out of my mouth, I would say, I'm not saying this is an HR representative. And then I would tell somebody, you know, a funny joke or yeah. so I had to put my disclaimer right out there. So that was uh, three to four years of my life and really just being in the corporate setting. Um, the processes are great, but I, thrived on continuous improvement. So how can right. we make this better? And right. how can I convert people from having a closed mindset to a growth mindset? 
And so I realized I had already been doing that and that was my passion. How can we get our teams to work better together? And I realized not everyone is learning the same way and they don't right. communicate the same way. And it, this is going to be no matter where you're at, corporate right. America, fast food, I mean, in your household, it doesn't matter, <laughs> right? And right. so I realized that what I, my passion was when we would have, because then I ended up in our, our quality department because I could get our team to realize when we have a quality concern, I was the one that would go out, explain what happened, why is this bad, what can we do to fix it, why is it a challenge, and then what we can we do to improve. And I would get the team involved in the improvement. Now, of course, you don't want 45 different opinions. Right, you know, so you right. pick and choose your, right. your challenges. So I worked real close with the, I was, I was a great liaison between all departments and right. just getting that information across. You know, if you think about it, like the little sucker up or at the bank, you know, when you put yeah, your little, yeah. like, yep, you it's just put it through. in there. And it, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's what I would do for the, the company. That's and so, so do you remember, um, and this is for the viewers too. I don't know if you remember the one Transformers where Shia LaBeouf started seeing like the alien signs and he uh -huh. just started, okay, well, he started getting sure like, do. yeah, like downloads into his mind and just starts splatting them out all over this, this chalkboard. And because he's short circuiting, right? right? Because he's getting these downloads. That's the best way I can tell you that I felt in my corporate job. I was short circuiting because I knew it wasn't for the greater good. I knew right. it wasn't for the benefit of the people. Right. It's for the benefit of the corporation. Right. And I mean, I worked on critical things. Like we worked right. on defibrillators. We worked on medical devices. And so, well, me, how did you? Yeah. How did you? How did you overcome the fear, though, of actually deciding to make the decision to do it? It was very scary. So I was just under six figures at this job, and wow. I had to walk away from my mental health because yeah. I was short circuiting. And so, what so, kind of stories are you telling yourself? I mean, uh, what, what do you? What kind? Of, what are you saying to yourself? Dinner? Oh gosh, I, mean, I literally. I said to my boss, do I need to go to the post office and make an address change to this building? Because I feel like I live here. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I would stay till four in the morning. I'd go home. I'd be hallucinating right. on the road, driving home. I lived 45 minutes away. And then I would have to be back at six in the morning. So a lot of times I just would sleep in the locker room, you yeah. know, That's on the wild. bench in the, yeah. So how long did you want to leave before you actually pulled the trigger and did it? I would say a few years. Few so years. I, yeah, I had to get it Holy together. Cow. Yeah. Well, and I, I only say that because I mean, listen, I, I know that you're not the only one. I mean, yeah. literally, I, how many people out there are have known this for years, right? And they're not. So, and they haven't done anything about it. Yeah. So how, well, how, how I somebody... got super. Well, I got super lucky. My my company offered a a corporate buyout. And, but if that had not happened, I was already making plans to, because my, because my family knew that I, I had to work on my birthday. Mm -hmm. Like my birthday is July 4th. I had 30 people at my own birthday party and I couldn't even make it. Wow. Because I was crazy. at work. Did you know that, that, that there was going to be a corporate buyout before you decided to leave? Uh, they offered it, a, 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 I think a month before I left. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, so the definitely... minute they announced it, I couldn't get my hand up fast enough yeah. at, the, at the meeting. I mean, and everybody was shocked. 
Yeah. They were shocked. They were like, why would you leave? What did you do immediately after that? Is that did you bust into comedy after that? Oh, well, I had done stand-up comedy during my corporate okay. time. Okay, yeah. okay. Yep, so um, I, so, well, I took some time off, right? Because I had to mentally decompress and figure out what am I doing with right. my life. Right. In that time, I had a cosmetology license. And so I was cutting hair um, and I worked for a salon for a while. Uh, doing some comedy on the side. And then what happens is you freak out, right? Because right, now I'm right. not making corporate money. Right. So, so, now, so now, I mean, what do you, are you questioning your worth? What are you questioning now? Like, oh what's my your mind now? Yeah, because how do you go for, because I had imposter syndrome in the right. corporate position, right? right? Because why, who am I to make, making all this money? I right. just, I, I'm just good at typing things up and getting along with the customer and the, the manufacturing folks. So, I'm the liaison and I'm getting fat paid. Who, right. why, right. you know, it was easy. And yeah. then in that time, because I had imposter syndrome, I had limiting money beliefs. I thought it was really hard to make money. So right. I would self-sabotage right. because I have to make it harder. 100%. Yeah. So it's, that's interesting because it's, and the reason I ask you all this is because it's, I know that how many people listen to the show that will go, will experience something like this. Yeah. But that's one of the things that's so amazing about what you've been able to do is because like literally you left a corporate job and you and I both know, especially as entrepreneurs and as coaches, it's like so many people are not enjoying their life. They're not right. having any fun. They, there's no joy. There's never right. any peace because yeah. they feel like an imposter in their life. Yeah. And what they're showing up to do is they're selling their soul to make the dollar. And it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's not about money. But right. when you come from a place of scarcity and lack, where energetically you always feel in fear, sure. where you're stressed out, where you're scared, right? Where people are so concentrated. Oh, let me pull the levers. Let me make more money. Let me, let me make more money. Let me make more money. And you and I are like, actually, if you would create better energy, you would create more better results in your life. And so that's sure. something that you've literally built a business on the back of. I mean, now as a transformational joy seeker, you've taken yeah. all of the best parts of what it is that you do, which is the coaching, which is the comedian, which is the NLP expert, which is the years of experience and the wisdom, and you've packaged all into this thing. And it's like, I think that's one of the coolest things about being around you is that you hear your story about where you came from. The fact that, listen, you knew you had to make a change. And again, a lot of the viewers may be disconnected from this part of it, but Sure. You and I know that when you energetically decide to make that change, again, the universe is going to respond to you. Right. For you, it looked like, oh, hey, there's a corporate buyout. Oh, right. weird coincidence, maybe. Or is it that Jenny lived into a reality where she saw herself not being anymore? She shows yeah. up at work. She's been thinking about it for years, but she finally makes a decision. And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, we're buying people out. <laughs> we're losing right. money. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. And so it's so cool. And so it's like, how has that now transformed your life and how do you bring that into business as a transformational joy seeker? When you say that to somebody, they may be like, like, what does that mean? And sure. so what is this whole experience about energy? Let's bring energy back into it because literally how you help people transform their lives, their experience starts with helping them be right now, that playful you that is just ingrained as your gift from God. But how do you help people transform through seeking joy? What does that actually mean to you? Sure. So I feel like I call it transformational joy seeker because I'm just a facilitator, right? Like we're here to help you transform. I 
I'm not able to do the work for you. I can tell you my experience and my story and I can hold that space for you. Now, what does that mean? I literally have the energy that I, that's non-judgmental, right? Because I don't have any judgment against any decision that you've made, right? So I'm here to hold a sacred space for you. I literally like, I mean, it's easy to tell you because we've been together. So we know what that right. feels like. Right. But if nobody's ever been to somebody that can hold a space for you, it's totally different. The energy itself will allow you to be authentic, be your true self, feel your true emotions. I don't have, I'm not putting my agenda out there. My, yeah. my only, my, I don't have any expectation. I'm just holding the space for you to transform your life. Now, going back to the corporate part, I'm not, I'm not here to tell you to hurry up and just quit your job because right, then right. we've just tra transferred the crisis from your mental area, health yeah. to now your financial health, right? 100%. So it's, let's take small steps. What's something that you can do now to maybe, and it's not just to get to joy. I live in it. So I know how it feels. I also know how it feels to be, you know, suicidal before how it feels to be, um, have medical crisis, you know, have, um, almost die when you have a baby, you know, there's other things that have happened where people are like, Oh, but you're just, life is so amazing. Right, right, it is right, right. My life is totally amazing because it's a choice. Right. And so if somebody feels right now that, they can't even laugh during the day. We would uncover what is holding that from you. Right. What is not allowing you? Yeah. What if you, so if you have, if you're riddled with anxiety, you aren't going to think anything is funny. And so, yes, I do laugh all the time. Um, now in a coaching session, obviously I don't. And, right. you know, holding that space, it's going to allow you to uncover where, where is the next step? You know, we don't mm. just fly right to joy, you know, like mm. on shoots and ladders, you don't just get to go to the end or like right. on Monopoly, you don't just right. win the game. You know, right. it's small steps and taking, yeah. identifying those puzzle pieces that we have to put together. And it's, it's almost, you have to tear down your own foundation. And it really makes you question, you know, if you grew up in a home that say was super religious, even though you felt more spiritual, and I know everyone's like, oh, it's all woo-woo. Right. It's okay. Call it what you want. It, we don't even have to put a label on it. If you just felt different in your household than what your family or your generational commitments and expectations and all these beliefs have been, it's okay. Yeah. That's okay. So we would tear that down, get to your foundation, and then work our way back up. Yeah. Because it's all the yeah. same thing. It's like, it's, that's why I think a lot of people mis misunderstand is that we all think that, you know, the way we feel is very unique. Mm -hmm. I would agree that most, the, I would agree that circumstances and situations, the details of our lives are very unique. But at the end of the day, if, you know, you feel like, you know, not living anymore. And I feel like not living anymore. We still feel the same regardless of what got us there. Right. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, Again, a couple of years ago, if you would have been talking about all oh, holding space, I wouldn't have really, I, re, I mean, I remember that. I, I still wouldn't mm -hmm. have really understood it. Sure. You know, and so for our viewers, it's like when we talk, we bring energy back into it. For anybody that 
a lot of people that listen to this show do know, but for people that yeah. still may not understand, it's like, okay, it's like you think of energy, you know, it's like when you go to your grandparents' house and you walk in and it just feels different. You know, you talk to your yeah. grandfather and it just, he feels very safe and grounded. Yeah. That energy is a real thing. Or it's like, um, you know, like uh, an antelope doesn't have to walk up to a lion laying under a tree to know that it shouldn't go by the lion. Like there's right. an energy that it feels that it's, yeah. it's very intuitive. And so I love that you talk about that because for a lot of people we're taught that being weak is, is not good. It's such a bad thing. A uh, weak is so it's so beneath you and like nobody, you gotta be strong and you gotta be all these things. And so everybody's posturing, we wear these masks right. and there's really nobody that's holding space for anybody because yeah. nobody's even holding space for themselves. And yeah. so I love that you bring that up because it's like, you know, obviously I experienced that at the retreats. It's like when you come to the sacred container, mm -hmm. it's an energy that you feel that allows you to just let go. Right. And that's what I love about your angle and what it is that you do specifically. Cause it's like the way that you do joy is like your little surgeon's tool in this yeah. lifetime, you know? <laughs> and so it's like, it's like, I love that because you're absolutely right. It's like, if there's somebody that, is having those questions, they can come to you. Right. They they can work with you because you do create that sacred container for people to step into where you're yeah. holding that space where it's like, okay, listen, I don't know what the hell's going on out there, but inside of here, I got you. And I believe right. that for the both of us. And I think that's what's so, so special. So let yeah. me ask you this. Let's give them a little tidbit before we, before, let's give them something maybe a little actionable before we hop off. Yeah. Or, you know, just yeah. to get back to your day. Sure. So if there was like one place for people to start, if there was like a place for people to start when it comes to getting clear on what fears are holding them back, like what is one example or, or what's a, maybe something you would say, okay, hey, let's get clear on what's holding you back first. Like where can people start? Like they want to make a big change, but they're, they're feeling a lot of fear, but they don't understand it. They're feeling sure. something inside of them, but it's a disconnect, but they can't, they don't know how to put their finger on it. Where do they start? Yeah. I would say just, just to get quiet, right. To allow yourself to stop your thoughts um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a meditation. It can just be in silence, but you just have to clear your mind. You can just go to the bathroom. If you have kids running all over the house and you just need a few minutes, lock the door for a few minutes. It's okay. They can bang on it. Just plug your ears and literally just take a few breaths and have the awareness of you wanting to make the change. So I would say that would be the very, very first step is just having an awareness around what what do you want to do different? What yeah. do you, what difference do you want in your life? Absolutely. You know, and you don't have to have any judgment on that. There's yeah. nothing you're doing wrong. There's, there's no need to be hard on yourself in this time. It's literally 100%. creating that awareness. And then I do have a, I, well, what I have found is the next step seems to be anxiety, self-doubt, a fear of fill in the blank. Mm. fear is fear so yes. fear is going to be a fear of tomorrow a fear yes. of am i good enough a fear of in my case even when i was growing up i had a fear of success i knew yeah. if i yeah. went and yeah. yeah if i went and did stand-up comedy and i'm not saying that i'm you know some amazing comedian i'm just saying i knew i well, we're not ability. saying that you're not Something right. I'm saying <laughs> like, I love to laugh and I love sharing laughter. So whether it's on a stage, off a stage, it just in life at a restaurant. Yeah. Right. Yes. And so I knew I could, I know, I know. <laughs> I knew I could hit it big and that scared the bee Jesus right out of me. Mm. Right. And so 
fear is fear. If you're scared of something, even, you know, it's still like that you think monsters are under your bed and you're an adult. Okay, that fear <laughs> is the same that I have as right. hitting it big and knowing I can make millions right. of dollars on yes. a stage, right? And so we all feel that in our body. The same. It's going to affect our mind the same. It's going to shut things down. It's going to block us off from the energy that you're talking about. And so that fear can keep us locked up yes, and prevent us from living our best life. Well, it's so interesting because you're absolutely right. It's like, the, you're, I mean, you, you're nailing it. Even one of our viewers live at the time of the recording this, he says no judgment. Yeah. And it's exactly what it is. It's like we, we, we judge our fears because we, right. we compare them against all everybody else, what, what we think the rest of the people are doing based on social media. Sure. Then we judge ourselves for being weak and we yeah. feel ashamed and guilty, right? And right. it's just this weak program. And then we stuff our fears down. We feel like they don't exist, but it's all we can focus on because it's literally creating disturbance in our energetic field. Yeah. And it's like, you don't know that unless you, unless, unless you know that. And how yeah. do you, it's interesting because it's, I like what you said about awareness. And I literally just did a video earlier today talking about this where I'm like, awareness is the medicine. Like that's right. the medicine. The awareness yes. is the medicine. And the more times you take that medicine and you can be aware of your thoughts and the emotions they create, the action or inaction it creates, this is when you start to take more control of your life. And so it's just like, yes. for you to sit here and say that, I, I absolutely love that. Now, yeah. I know that you specifically have a tool for fear. Uh, yes. So how does that work? Where, what is that about? Yeah. So on the on my website, uh, so muchgenergy.com forward slash free, F-R-E-E, you can find a worksheet that I've created that is allowing you to, once you have an awareness and you decide, yes, I, I have fear, I have some anxiety, I need to work on this. Yes. What, what can I do to walk through this? Yes. It's uh, six pages and it literally just, the very first question is, what if I, and then you list 10 things to define what's the worst thing that can happen if you do this. I love this. And so literally, yeah. so, so what I wanted for the viewers today from this episode, and I'm so thankful for you to come on is uh, the, those of you who are listening, like you just heard a whole entire story. This is how her life used to be. This is mm -hmm. what happened when she was young. These were all the things that could have held her back. We didn't even get into the whole entire story of all the traumatic things that she went through. Right. She briefly highlighted some of them. And even still at the end of the day, it was a choice. It was a decision on whether or not she was going to show up and create the energy that was going to allow her to live the life she wanted to live. She said in the very beginning, happiness is a choice. I love that you say that. Yeah. I make live <laughs> videos all the time and I'm always like, oh my God, my life changed today. And some of my viewers will be, I'll be like, bro, your life changes like every week. I'm like, yeah, bro, because I show up every single day allowing my life to be changed. Right. Because I, it's such a gift. It's such a mysterious world that we live in. Like, yes, who knows what's going to happen? And I love that's why I instantly connected with you, because it's like the joy that we feel from being alive. And it yeah. doesn't mean it's all sunshine and rainbows. It just means, holy shit, we still think that being alive is amazing. And we find yes. joy and peace in the idea that we are alive to experience it. And that's what I love about it. And so you gave us a very actionable step. I said, yeah. Jenny, what should people start with? And you said, be still, get quiet, go within yes. and just kind of see what comes up. Don't right. judge your fears. Let them feel them. Yeah. But 
that's all good in practice to say, but yeah. the next step is people go, oh, what, what do I do? And what you're saying is you've actually created a worksheet. It's super mm-hmm. simple and easy to navigate. Mm-hmm. It walks you through it. It's fill in the blank. You, you literally can't mess it up. And right. so if you are listening to this Gillen gang right now, what I want you guys to do is go to so much forward slash free. And you can find this worksheet right there on her website. It's a beautiful website. It's got her beautiful smile. You can see what she looks like if you're not watching this live. And not only that, I think she has a few more goodies up there uh, yeah. from somebody who's trained to help people work through these stuff. And so, uh, again, I just can't thank you enough for being here today and for working with me and, and pushing us back a little bit further to make this happen. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm so excited. And I appreciate, too, like everything that you're bringing to your audience, you know, on an energetic level. Um, oh, you know, you. talking about holding space and everything from, you know, talking about like your suicidal journey all the way up. And yeah. it just, we're all connected and it doesn't even matter. And so I just wanted to share uh, one last thing is that Please. even if you can't find your laugh, right, just listening to somebody laugh, like, let me laugh for you. Let me increase the vibration of your space. I host a laughing meditation twice a week. On oh yeah, that's right. On Facebook Live, yep. The laughing and... meditations are amazing, <laughs> and it's literally I... just laughing for the sake of laughter and I raising the vibration. If and you so... are listening to this and you have a stick yeah. up your butt, and you know that you have a stick up your butt, <laughs> like, listen, we're adults, and it doesn't mean you're a bad person, but. It, it, Look, bro, you know if you have a stick in your butt right now, yeah. you know who you are, okay? And so if you do want to take that stick out, go to Jen's <laughs> laughing meditations because yeah. it, the, the stick will force itself out. It oh, my gosh. That's yeah. what you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll crap it out, and then you should hit yourself with it to get that bad juju off <laughs> because, oh, my gosh. But really, you know, as you mentioned, talking about the, the vibration and the frequency, even though you may be stuck, in a crappy mood, stick up your butt, whatever's happening that, and you feel in a lower vibration, just hearing me laugh and you having that sound oh in your environment, it's so it true. literally increases the vibration of the room that you're in. You can put it in the house, you can put it on your stereo system, whatever you need to. And we do it for different amounts of time each week and it can literally help shake that stagnant energy right out of your crappy environment. It's a hundred percent true. And it's a hundred percent true. I, I firsthand know this for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I need to get a, you know what you're going to make me realize is I need like an ending question, like a question to oh. end the interview on. Oh, what yeah. do you, what, uh, what is your biggest goal that you want to manifest right now? What would you say? Like, oh. what's, the, what's the big thing you want to do in the next 12 months? Next 12 months. I am. Well, gosh, there is just literally so much. I did a, a meditation this morning and where I was just crying so hard because I was Heck so yeah. grateful for, Ooh. oh my, like I could see it. It was literally money raining on me. And I just was like crying so hard because I knew, I knew it's like, it's happening, right? Yes, and, it, and it's not about the money, right? It's about the vibration and the impact. And um, gosh, one manifesting, it, it comes really easy for me. Well, woman festing. It doesn't have to be manifesting, everybody. <laughs> um, but I really, I love manifesting. I love putting fun stuff out to the universe and just collecting. I mean, it happens all the time. In the next 12 months, though, uh, the energy exercise we did at the, at the Mastermind, 
Yeah. I put a, I I shouted, I'm going to run a half marathon and I couldn't believe it came out of my mouth, but I have signed up for that uh in October. So Heck yeah. Which one yeah. is it? I'm going to I'm running the half marathon in Detroit, Michigan. Detroit. That was like Detroit, yeah. I thought you were telling me in Tennessee. I was like, I'm going to drive out there and sign up and do it with you. But oh, I about Detroit. I'm scared of Detroit. Uh, no, don't be scared. Oh, it's yeah, amazing. Oh, I'm no. so, I've, have, you, have you seen RoboCop? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's dangerous. It looks dangerous up there. It's not. It is. It, if you know what spots to stay in. <laughs> okay. Just don't start. Don't stop in any red lights. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, That's it's awesome. good. That's awesome. Yeah. Great questions. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. You guys, oh where can gosh. they follow you on social media? Yeah, so it's uh, Jen McKinney on Facebook. So I do daily live videos on there. That's where my laughing meditation is. I also have a free Facebook group called Empowering Mindset for Joy Seekers. So I do some more in-depth training in there, um, how to break some different cycles, things like that. And then Instagram, which... Now I know how to do live. Thank you. Uh, so much energy. <laughs> I love it. And I am on YouTube. I have over 300 videos on YouTube. So much energy. And we have a Roku channel. Roku. Yes, which, we're on TV. Which, <laughs> I think, is my episode on TV yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Well, Soon. You should go and watch the show because I'm going to be on TV too. Yes. And that's what's exciting for me. To yes. be on TV with Jen. Oh my gosh. We're basically we, like um, Regis and Kelly. Yes, but basically. a lot more energetic and could probably break some things with our energy. That's probably <laughs> true. <laughs> probably well, thank you so much for being here. I really yes. appreciate you. Oh my and, gosh, uh, we'll to, I love we'll you so this much. again sometime soon, okay? Yeah, sounds I'll talk good. talk to you soon. Okay, see Bye. you, Tuts. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>